welcome back to Checks, Mix, and Chill, Season 2, a podcast about different life topics told through a generational lens. We're talking about love in the digital age, specifically love through online dating platforms. Yeah, so this this is really kind of like the equivalent of taking out a personal ad in the newspaper back in olden times, like 10 years ago. 20, 20 years ago? They did it on Friends. I know there's an episode where like they, they took out an ad on Friends. So Steph, before, before we dive into our online dating, we're in season two all of a sudden. We're going to be doing a little NPR This American Lifestyle, where we're going to be interviewing a lot more people and distilling some of those interviews into sound bites that we'll use throughout our episode. Which is why if you follow us on our various social media handles, you have been seeing our postings, asking for your stories, your ideas, your perspectives on this, um, because we also want to incorporate you, our listeners, into a lot more of this. Because a lot of the conversations that we've received from emails, through social media, have been really fun. And we feel like that kind of energizes us. And so what better way to do that than to kind of like carve out some space and incorporate you guys as best as possible. I've used Match.com. Tinder. Coffee meets bagel. eHarmony. J-Date. I've used Grindr. So we're both really fascinated with this topic first. And, and we actually knew back in season one that we wanted to do something around the topic of love um, because you and I have actually both online dated not each other but we have both had our own (laughs) online dating accounts um it's not unique to millennials there's every generation up to baby boomers have access to like a specific online dating platform that kind of works for them what fascinated us is how people interact with each other on online dating platforms but also how the online dating platforms currently some of them are set up to have you sift through people right yeah i think and full disclosure, like to disclose my bias, it is depending on the day, how I feel about online dating is hit or miss. Like some days I'm very <laughs> glass half empty and other days I'm very glass half, you know, it's full. What I've seen kind of evolve with online dating platforms, you know, the earlier ones like eHarmony or Match.com, you would get like 10, 12 matches a day and those are who you could look through. And then you weren't you weren't really able to like connect with other people beyond that. So there's kind of like a limit imposed in many ways. And what the newer dating apps like Tinder, Bumble, what those tend to do is it's just endless swiping. And it's it's calibrated around your physical location for those who don't use online dating. So if I'm in Denver, I can set my settings to a five mile radius of wherever I am and then the age group that I'm willing to look for. And then it just goes out and like, finds all of these dudes in Denver who are within a five mile radius of me, but it's endless, right? So like you can literally swipe either way for hours and very rarely does it say like you have literally run out of men in Denver. (laughs) Like there are no more (laughs) men for you. I go back and forth, but more often than not, I think it kind of creates this culture like it, it kind of makes people seem super disposable because if you swipe the wrong way by accident, it's which I have done. And and then I'm I'm my reaction is like, oh, well, like it's like I, I like couldn't give fewer shits about it, even though I was interested in like going on a date with this guy. Right. So like right. you change positions really quickly because the supply seems endless in many ways, which in a way that kind of makes people seem disposable. 
when you start looking at people in that way, whether you're swiping or you're just kind of browsing, you know, picture profile or picture name, uh, person after person, it becomes really easy to eliminate people based on a category, right? Like, oh, this person doesn't love dogs, out. But even more so, uh, when you do go on dates, I feel like it almost gives you a hyper awareness of here are my three questions. And if you don't answer these based on my values or how I want you to answer them, it becomes really easy to eliminate that person even after meeting them face to face. A lot of times, and I, I've noticed this about myself with age, the things that I thought I cared about or that I thought were really important variables in a relationship actually matter a lot less than I initially thought they did. Um, And some of that's just life experience and some of that's maturity. If you're only evaluating this person through a screen, you miss that chemistry component that you might have in person. And so you prematurely eliminate them in, in some cases. What, what actually was really surprising to me, Stephanie, is that when we put this out on, on our social media handles, most people came back and were like, oh my God, I met my partner, like my life partner, my my ride and die person. Yeah. Um, but within those stories of, you know, as they were kind of like searching for gold, um, diamonds in the rough, <laughs> you know, they went through the rough. Is and, and so Sam is actually a really great example of somebody who, yes, she has that happy ending that was facilitated through online dating. But she went through some pretty, she she went through some frogs before that happened. I was stuck in a random car because he didn't have one. (laughs) Well, we were just, you know, your basic chatting online, getting to know each other. um, And he seemed fairly, quote unquote, normal. uh, Until he says, okay, well, I don't have a car. That's cool. But all right, I'll pick you up. And then we find out, well, he can't afford one because he's blowing his money on Coke. So, <laughs> so just driving, I picked him up so that we could go for a leisurely stroll. But I, I don't know. It was, it was one of those that, you know, with plenty of fish, you do all of these um, tests, essentially. You just answer questions and they base your compatibility based on your answers to those questions. So... Online dating to me doesn't seem desperate in general. I think it depends on how hardcore you're going at it. But I just, I I don't know. I had a hard time paying for an account. (laughs) I'm like, you know, know, paying to find love kind of feels like prostitution. But, you know, (laughs) to each their own. You know, I went out with a coke dealer, so you never know. Personally, my view of online dating is pretty good. Not that I never had a bad date because I had a lot of bad dates. But you also had a very good date (laughs) through online (laughs) dating. So why don't don't you tell our, our listeners that story? It's funny that you set it up as a really good date because I would say it was a really horrible date. So I was on Match.com. I had uh, friends actually post the profile for me. I showed up to the date in sweatpants. Awesome. Um, It was a Starbucks date. It was foreshadowing your marriage. (laughs) Pretty much. I showed up to the date and couldn't give a rip about anything or anyone. I was super rude during my date. (laughs) I would turn really simple questions into really ridiculous answers. So... For example, you know, what's your favorite, you know, what type of movies do you like to watch? I literally decided to go with the 1930s German Expressionism films, (laughs) to which I knew no one could talk about. So that was immediately shut down. You know, he doesn't remember how rude I was, but would tell you that I was really like passionate about the things I was passionate about. Hmm. 
and really open and honest about exactly what I thought. And so um, it worked for me. <laughs> yeah. One one person's like antisocial <laughs> response <laughs> about German 1930s Germans movies is like another person's like, oh, she's passionate. <laughs> so Steph, do you ever wonder, like, you know how you went through your date and Andy knows how your guys' first date went, happened. Do you ever wonder what everybody else around yes. you thinks while the date is going on? Yes. Because I frequently think this all the time. I'm like, do I, is it obvious that I'm on a first date? And like, do I have game? And also like, <laughs> and also like, how do I make the stop? Because it's horrible. Kat, that is a really great question. And so I took that to heart and decided to hear from a bartender, a local bartender here in California, to get the lowdown on how she knows how first dates are going. I'm Brittany, and I've been bartending in California for six years. First dates are so awkward, especially, I think, when you're on the outside looking in as a bartender and you're standing there making a drink and you're not supposed to be listening, but you hear everything down to, you know, um, talking about exes or um, just random date experiences where, you know, the guy is trying to pay attention so hard to make sure he's not doing those things that the girl is talking about. Probably the most telltale sign that somebody is on a first date is probably um, when they're ordering drinks. The guy will always wait to see what the girl is going to get to drink before he orders himself, just to make sure she's going to get an alcoholic beverage. Yeah, no. So this is the the way I feel about online dating is how I feel walking when I'm in the grocery store and I like think I want yogurt. So like like there there's like an entire aisle entire aisle dedicated to yogurt now in most major grocery stores, which is ridiculous and disgusting in my opinion. But <laughs> I'm also like not great with dairy in general, so that might be part of it. But <laughs> nobody needs that many choices in yogurt. And most of it is also like secretly very bad for you. Um yeah, I just I feel like there should be quality of options more so than quantity um because at the end of the day who has time to look at all of the ingredients of that yogurt and who who and it's like it's all bad for you like all of it's disgusting and all of it's bad for you that notion that um you know can can we do better in terms of in terms of the online dating world we have what we have now but where is it going right and in and in the future of dating apps um, are we able to better control for that quality component? We obviously have quantity down, but can we better control for the quality of matches, the quality of interactions? And so I actually sat down with my friend Adam, who works for Corporate Whole Foods in Denver, um, and he, he and I discussed the future of online dating platforms. Hi, my name is Adam Ornelas. I'm 27 from Albuquerque, living in Denver. I work for Corporate Whole Foods where I do marketing for the regional team. I do business-to-business partnerships and uh, a digital content strategy. But I've used Tinder, Bumble, and Hinge. Uh, and I don't use Tinder anymore. I've taken that one off and I use the other two. Well, at first I was I was only on Tinder and I was like, nah, I'm not gonna do Bumble, I'm not gonna do Bumble. But I was like, I got on there and just the quality of women was like incredible. As as a woman who is on Bumble, 
I can attest to this. It's it's a hundred percent true. Like they're career driven. They're smart. Uh, they're most of them have like witty bios, um, and they present themselves well. Hinge is cool too because it used to be one of the swipe left, swipe right ones, but they did a whole overhaul of their interface and how they operate. And now it's like a, every person has like a uh, a one one page landing page mm-hmm. and you can go through it and check out pictures and they like the app poses funny questions like describe yourself in three emojis mine would be pizza champagne and the fire emoji Interesting. always throwing them out there something in your advertising brain that you have picked up on is kind of like this evolution of the dating app itself and what how that can potentially evolve so that it meets the, not necessarily the needs, but the ways in which people make connections and to, and to accommodate those different types of connections rather than just a swiping and, and kind of visual photo. Yeah, I think that we're actually at dating app version 2.0 across the landscape. I think the first ones were like Match and OkCupid, okay and a lot of people still use them. I think it's just different demographics and different age demographics. Right. Um, but... That was more of like, you know, browse online, almost like a MySpace, I'm looking at you type thing. And um, now you have more of the instantaneous to match with our uh, uh, to match with our generation's lack of focus. Right. It's like just quick hits left and right, left and right, left. It's, it's become a game. But I think that we're going to see a lot more, um, a lot more of use of like GIFs. Mm. I mean, some people call them GIFs. They're GIFs. Yeah. I will die a thousand deaths before I call it a GIF. I had this debate the other day about it. I was like, no, it's a GIF. I know. It's That's a peanut butter. Yeah, it's it's fine. Anyway. But but I think we're going to see more of those. I'm going to swipe left if you come up on my phone. I'm going to be like, I know how this asshole pronounces GIF. We're not compatible. I think you're going to see more use of video you're going to see more um almost mini stories like what you're seeing in instagram you're going to see more tie-ins with different third-party apps like where people are going with say they're an uber like where they go like what bars they might go to yeah. that might be a little intrusive but that's the right word intrusive yeah, yeah. Uh, uh but i think that you'll see what people are watching on netflix mm-hmm. what people like to eat yeah in a way that's you know keeping them themselves and not getting too into who they are right away, but allowing you a little more context of who they are. Right. You know, you and I had a previous conversation about um, how those those types of limitations to the dating world where you could potentially misconstrue somebody's nonverbal communication, you know, like indirect communication through this app um, and how dating apps are potentially trying to account for that um, disconnect that goes on as people interface. Yeah, I think that we've gotten to this point just with text and with email and even Facebook statuses where we take a lot of stuff out of context and that translates into like dating messaging. So even now, if I connect with someone and I can tell like there's like, I, I, will, I will make a move after like four texts complete. Like, hello, hello, how you doing? Blah, blah, you know, like I'm not going to sit around there and just play, have a pen pal. Right. And I think that's important is for to people take the initiative to do that. And, you know, I know, like, I can, I, I get 
a lot of like women's frustration with some like the stuff on Tinder because it's a free it's a free for all, right? Totally, yeah. And I know some people who I'm just like they'll show me the shit they say on Tinder. I'm like, bro, you're the fucking reason <laughs> that none of us can have nice things. You are why there was a women's mart. No, for of, real. Like, I'm like, it's you. It's you. All of us are just hanging out, chilling. Like we're like we were, we're like regular functioning adults, <laughs> and you send some shit like that. That's why we all have to like, yeah. That's that's it. That's why we all have to like make sure. Well, and and there's like there's so much back and forth, and and people's I think people's experiences in the past influence how they behave with the next match, and then you're wasting both both people's times. I agree. I have a quick backtrack on something. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I mean, date online dating. Some people go on one date a week, two dates a week, three dates a week. <clears throat> what are your thoughts on who pays for it? Oh, I um. So that's interesting because as a woman, I, te- I you know, I, I marched, Adam. So I, <laughs> I, I marched in a different city when I was traveling. So like, I tend to approach it as like, I have a career, you know, it's, I'm able-bodied. It's not like I can't go out and earn money myself. So I think men paying for everything is antiquated, um, personally. But I have also been on dates where it, it like profoundly offends men that I would insist on which is interesting too and i guess i i don't know if that like maybe they're not dating as frequently or as many people so it's like i i don't know i don't know where that comes from but um i tend to pay for myself so i believe in the split Mm -hmm. and i think that that's fair um at least for like the first like maybe two some of the best relationships I've had or even maybe not like full-blown relationships but like whatever it was was when you have this I call it the imaginary savings account Mm. and it's like okay I'll get breakfast we're gonna go out later maybe you can get lunch yes yeah you rotate that's what like relationships are they're give and take yeah well and I think ultimately the type the type of relationship I want to end up in is an equal partnership I want somebody who views me as an equal partner Mm -hmm. so that is something you should be looking for, right? Like that, yeah. some that would be a piece. Like you should own that. Maybe not in your profile like that aggressively, but like yeah, I'm not gonna on go, the let first. Let me tell you something. <laughs> on the first day, yeah, you you will pay me back six fifty. <laughs> yeah. I will. You better. I'm gonna Venmo you. you right now. <laughs> I'm Venmoing you for this Moscow mule, <laughs> oh, yeah. and you will pay me. You back. will pay for it. Um, <laughs> this conversation was garbage. Pours out <laughs> Moscow mule. <laughs> That's six fifty. Right, but like that would be a really obvious indication, like. You're, you're kind of, you just kind of have like different philosophies about what each role should be doing within the relationship. So like if they initiate paying, I will say like, all right, you know, next round of drinks is on me. And I make a point of saying, and that also tells them that I'm interested in seeing them. So again. I say that too. I say, yeah. I make it known. Yeah. Like I kind of like, so, I suddenly, <laughs> like you will pay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll say something like, yeah, okay, I got next one or yeah. there'll, be, there'll be some kind of cue. Yeah. So Steph, my favorite part about my conversation with Adam is that he made it feel like it's not me it's the technology (laughs) that's the problem (laughs) if you want to keep thinking (laughs) go ahead and that really validated my entire existence as a millennial (laughs) I think to a certain degree you're all you're pretty limited under the platforms right if you decide to do online dating you really only have a couple of options or a couple of different ways that you can engage in meeting somebody or filtering through people. But it's kind of the same way 
before when you would meet people, right? You, you better be hopefully really good in person and be a very social person. And otherwise it may not go that well. I, f- I hope you feel validated because I think there's also, it's a good way to reframe it that it's only one, it's one choice you have to be, to interact with people and to meet people. Yeah, definitely. Obvi- obviously, I mean, people obviously like make it work though, you know, like yeah. you certainly did and Sam certainly did. Um, and I, th- I think it happens pretty frequently, but I would, I would say like everything, it's a mixed bag, right? Like some people have right. crazy good success with it and other people feel ambivalent about it. I think at the end of the day, like how you, the energy that you bring to the table around it is kind of what you get out of it. Like, and I've noticed that just from my own experiences, like I'll take several months off where I'm not doing any online dating at all just to have a break from it. And when I Mm -hmm. reemerge back into that world, I, you know, it's like you're refreshed. You believe in life again. You believe in humanity and like you get better (laughs) outcomes. And so if you're reaching that point, like for me, it's like I just have to be realistic. Like when I'm reaching the burnout point, it's I'm not bringing the best version of myself forward to a first Mm -hmm. date or to even just online messaging. Um And that's, you know, that you kind of got to be realistic about that. Yeah, I think that's really good. And I think my story is definitely not one that is usually repeated. I don't know how many girls uh, get the man of their dreams in sweatpants. Um, But I also think, you know, what just to what you said, you're bringing, you know, your most energetic and most present self. And I think that's really what is key is that you're being honest and realistic about who you are and what you want. Um, and giving yourself time to navigate through that in an authentic way. The next episode, we're going to be talking about online love through the lens of friendship. So friendships that started online. I cannot wait for this next episode. I am so excited. Because fingers crossed, I have a new electronic pen pal. I'm really excited for this. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want screenshots of the communications back and forth. There will be, and we need to post it on social media. Yes. I'm literally going to start working on this tonight. I'm so excited. Um, you definitely want to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Chex Mix Chill, on Facebook at Chex Mix and Chill. If you forget anything else, just Google us, Chex Mix and Chill Podcast, and our website will come up. For those who are, who, um, are especially interested in the contribution that Adam made and would like to know more about Adam or network with him if you're in and around Denver um, or have similar views, you can reach him on his Instagram. Um, it's at the Adam Ray, T-H-E-A-T-O-M-R-A-Y. Um, and you, there's also a blurb about him on our website at checksmixchill.com. And so through that, you'll be able to connect with Adam if you're interested in doing so. And I would recommend it, ladies, because he's a catch. Well, Kat, we'll see you again next episode. All right, Steph, I'll see you soon. Bye.